Hello, everyone. So, firstly, welcome to our first episode of Your Creative Soul podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, and her name is Aisha, and she has been chatting with. Creative mind habits for a very long time. Aisha has a lot of experience, and today she's going to share that with us. So let me introduce you to my good friend and entrepreneur and social marketer and many, many, many other things. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. That was quite the introduction, though. Still learning <laughs> so many facets. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, definitely. I think being at our first episode, it's kind of exciting as well. I'm pretty excited. I wanted to start a new project, and this was the perfect time to do it. My first question for you: Tell us something about your journey and how it's been so far. My journey has been quite unusual, I gotta say. And for many listeners who might be stuck in one industry or they're thinking about changing their career paths, trust me, I've done it twice. And if you have the will, then you can definitely find the way. And I have a background as an engineer. Then I worked as a logistician, and now I'm a you know project manager and an entrepreneur as well. So it's a lot going on my plate. But then I gotta say, you bring in a lot of experience from all these different industries. And the journey so far, it's been hard. I won't say it's easy because you know changing from one industry to another is not easy. You have to find what are the core values that match with yours, and whether you like working there in that environment. And are you able to give the same values you were able to give in the previous industry that you worked for? So it has been awesome so far. I got to meet a lot of beautiful people, including you, Emilia. It's been wonderful, yeah. and so far it's still growing. And the best part is you get to meet a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life and different industries and different businesses. So this has been my journey so far, and it's still growing. I think you said it best. We we get to meet so many amazing people, and I think it's the people that make it exciting. I'm really interested in understanding what made you start the journey. I remember when I was in school, people always used to share their burdens or share their worries or anxieties with me all the time, and I was the one who had the very active listening ear. Fortunately, unfortunately, it has both its good and bad sides. <laughs> so I've always found that, regardless of the business or regardless of the customer, the client, wherever they might come from, they need help. You have to try your best in catering to them the best solution you can give, or refer them to the right people so that they can actually help them out and they can put them at ease. So it is that basic building block of mine that really. started to spiral out and i thought okay i need to do something more so that i can help the people i need to create more valuable products and services so that others may benefit it saves them time and at the end of the day they get abundance everybody likes to get paid this is business you give and you receive and i like to let people know that the cycle has to go on you can't just give 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 you need to learn to receive as well so this is where it started though from really from school like i generally want to help people and that is what has led me to really build and make that as a foundation and make that into building blocks for the rest of the things along the way and i think a lot of people probably in your life feel the same they can relate so totally like that feeling is so important so i am very happy to hear that oh it started at a young age you know <laughs> so you know my yeah. next 
question is, as we're going through life, we experience so many different things. We experience success, we experience victories, but also sometimes we experience challenges. So I want to know what sort of challenges did you face and and how did you overcome it? First of all, the kind of challenges you have when you're the you're a female engineer is a lot. I think a lot of women who's listening to this can understand that you're always dominated, you're always challenged. The office and the politics always goes for the guy who has the, I don't want to put any PG-13 <laughs> kind of vocabulary here, but you'll understand. And then again, in logistics, it's very challenging. You have to be very competent. You have to be the first one to get the offer, give the quotation, and as well as in the project, when you're project manager, everybody comes to you. You're the HR and you're the technician. You have to take care of the technicality. You have to take care of the HR problems. So you need to have good communication. You need to coordinate with people. You need to understand their personal needs. And it's very challenging. It's not easy as people like to say. But what I can tell is when you are able to face a big challenge and you're able to look at the challenge from an outside box kind of perspective and you're able to bring a creative solution to it, then the successive obstacles that might come in your way, it's much easier to deal with. So it is that kind of challenges that I've had so far that has really made me to think that, okay, starting a business is not a big deal. It is going through it and keep running with it like a marathon. It's not a race. People misunderstand that. It's not a race. It's a marathon. You keep running. You don't quit any day. You just take a strategic break and then you're headed you know, the next day. And you have to keep giving it every day, every day, consistency. Consistency is key. And that consistency is what's going to lead you. It's going to lead you to give a good compound effect because every day when you give that 1%, it's going to make into 365%. That's a difference. And I found that very early on when I started facing those kind of problems and challenges and especially the kind of prejudices you face in the office, you have to really show who you are. You work at a project and you show this is how much of budget you saved. This is how much you're able to deliver within the low cost and especially for your senior project manager and you're working under them. And that has been a lot that I've dealt with, but these are like very few, very few snippets that I can say. It's best to keep it short. And yeah, maybe in future, if there's, you know, when there's another episode or something, I can bring in a memorable one or two challenges and, you know, explain the lessons I learned out of it so that it can help somebody else out there. Yeah, of course. I think in your experience, you've had a lot of experience in the engineering field as a woman. And in a male-dominated field, it can be very challenging. So just having to push through that can make you stronger, more resilient. But also, you have to get creative in that environment. So uh, I would really be interested, how did you manage to find that creativity so that you can do better and put yourself in front of all of the others who are competing? So in that sense, I have to thank one of my mentors because he introduced me to a concept called positive intelligence. There's a book based on that. So it's written by Shirzad. That's the first name I remember. It's the last name. I don't want to disrespect the person. (laughs) They can Google it. So the concept of positive intelligence is the fact that when some problem or challenge comes to your face, how do you handle it? Do you bounce back and do you get back at it to re-engineer from the back end and see the kind of solution you can bring? Or do you let it break you down consecutively? So most of the things that I've been trying to do was trying to get 
an out of the box kind of a creative solution that necessarily is not logical with the technicalities, but that it can help the technicality to flow a lot more easier because you're bringing in that outside conjection into the flow chart. It might not look like a very linear kind of a path. It might look like a very weird fishbone, <laughs> but then it makes it work and you get the result at the end of the day. You get to hit the goal at the end of the day. So that's how I like to incorporate positive intelligence along with creativity. And that makes things a whole lot easier. You learn a lot when you apply it through that technique. You get to know who you are as a person too. Like, oh, this is how I think. This is how different I am. This is how innately my core values actually drive me. And this is how my work ethic is. Not everybody is the same. So how do I relate to them? And you figure things out. I think what's great about that is that you've had so much experience working in the corporate world and then also working as an entrepreneur. Using all of those techniques, and definitely I want to read that book, Corporate Intelligence. It sounds really great because I think we can all use some advice from time to time. <laughs> so speaking of advice, I wanted to know what advice would you give some of our listeners who are trying to make it in the corporate world or trying to move ahead in their career? What would be some advice that you would give to them? You have to stand out in the market. Simple as that. What is your unique selling points? What are your key indicators that you have that you can actually bring revenue into the company? What makes you the most outstanding candidate to add value in the most humane way? I have seen this over and over again. When somebody's job hunting, when somebody is trying to change a career path, they're very nice to the HR, they're very nice to the headhunter. But then once the interview goes really well, you know, you're not nice enough to call them back and actually say a thank you. Most of them don't. That courtesy isn't extended. They're like, oh, I got the job. So you did your job. So that's it. It's, that's how it is. It's like cut and clean. So I think even during this pandemic, what a lot of things it has taught is that you need to establish that human connection. You have to genuinely connect with the person and try to see if you can help them with their need. And then in turn, out of that kindness and that support that you gave them, they can help you out. And as far as climbing in the corporate world, you have to be smart, you have to be hungry, and you have to stand out. And it's the same thing if you're trying to become an entrepreneur as well. You have to have the most outstanding product offer. You need to really give value to your clients in such a way that they can't say no. And you have to stand out in the market, especially if you're trying to do something very creative. So your creative niche that you're trying to create for yourself and in the market, it has to solve the problem and it has to give the solution. That's how I think that anybody who's listening to this podcast, they can move forward that way. And I think it might help them. I really hope it does. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I think it will definitely help when you're just starting out your career. Any advice from someone who has experience is always worth learning from. Sometimes we think we know everything but we often don't. We can often ask questions and learn more. So that's great advice. And speaking of which, what does the future look like for your business, for you? In terms of the future, I would say like I'm quite optimistic because all these years of being in the corporate world and understanding people, getting to know who they are, it's given me a greater caliber and connecting with people all the more easier. It just puts people at a much better ease 
Like for example, if you are somebody who's starting out and you're trying to connect with somebody who's 20 years or 30 years more experienced than you down the line, they won't put their curtains down for you that easily because they know that there are so many things you don't know. There's so many things that you need guidance on and some of most of them are nice actually if you're genuinely asking them for helping out, they will help you out. But it's a very different cadre when you have 10 years or 15 years under your belt and you approach them then they will put their guard down their curtains down for you but it has to be in such a sense that you genuinely know want to know them as a person you genuinely want to have a friendship with them and know what's going on it's not only work what's happening in your personal life because whatever the events happens in your personal life it definitely extends its influence into your business and your career and everything it's like a ripple effect one way or the other so establishing a connection that way is the best way and besides you get to have more valuable friends it's not <laughs> only for work you get to have more valuable friends so that's how i see things going i am connecting with a lot of people with big names in the industry and it's just great to know the way they're hungry all the time the way they constantly learn there's one myth that i really want to you know debunk it is just that mentors and coaches they need another mentor and another coach for themselves because we never stop learning nobody knows everything the moment you hear an, a coach or a mentor saying you can listen to me i've been through it all you should not believe them no because they haven't finished walking through the minefield they haven't mentors are the people who walked into the minefield exploded many times got hurt many times yeah. and they paved that path for you and you follow so you you need that kind of a coach and a mentor who has another coach and a mentor above them so that they constantly keep learning and you learn as well so that's how you have to always cross check the credibility of people and then know that whether you can trust them with everything or not so i'm optimistic about the future and this is what has taught me so far and i look forward to adding more value out there 100% there's no greater superpower than optimism being optimistic about what's going to happen in your future what's going to happen for the people around you it's like positive it's contagious you know so i think that's such a great way to put it and so valuable and i was thinking now you've obviously been around and you've learned a lot so what kind of practical resources can you offer to people who are just starting out and they want to grow and improve and be more creative what sort of resources would you recommend in terms of creativity i would really ask the listeners to try exploring their inner childhood get in touch with their inner child again what did you enjoy as a child what did you really like doing as a child why did it give you that happiness or why did it even give you so much of bravery that even though your mom and dad said no you still went ahead and you did it anyway <laughs> what was that and you have to explore in that phase first i think any kind of creative people that you can find in the industry like even like um marie forleo lisa billia artists any good artist like rihanna for example she's uh, she made to be the outstanding billionaire for being a musician and an entrepreneur so that's a really really big step she's had and she's she's making all the women proud actually because she did it so we can do it too so she's single and she's a billionaire <laughs> she has yeah. multiple businesses so she is also in the creative field so you can take her as an example too other artists who have very successful businesses you can also research on them but the kind of basic building blocks that i want to tell is there are multiple resources out there anybody can google and find them on i would say 
first find what do you really like doing as a creative person your inner child longing what does your inner child want write that and then break it down some more is there a niche like that in the market is there a problem associated with that and can you give a solution fine if you need more training what kind of training do you need who do you want to learn it from or do you want to you know get some lessons and start practicing it above all everything you need patience you need to be patient with yourself because this is an effort and talent you're trying to create all over again for once where you've not been in touch with constantly most people can relate to that so i guess those are the building blocks that you can work with and then see how it goes from there Yeah. yeah, 100%. That's such great advice. As kids, we we used to do so many things that we loved and that gave us excitement and joy. The sooner we can get in touch with our inner child and just like fall in love with that person, I think the sooner you can create more. That's such great advice. We're coming closer to the end of our podcast. It feels like it's been so quick. One of my questions that I had for you is, you know, as a child, what is something that you did that brought you joy, that made you feel so creative? I would say singing because it still gives me a lot of joy and it really helps me to express my emotions. So I was lucky to have a teacher from Australia. She's a choir teacher, but then she taught me like my voice is a mezzo soprano. This is my notes in my register. This is how I'm supposed to do. vocal exercises every day and stuff like that and i used to love singing as a child i still do i still sing it's nice and music really speaks to my heart so all kind of music is something that i used to love as a child and i still do yeah to this very day that's amazing i'm sure like one day we'll probably hear you sing for us as well on instagram or yeah that would be cool of course so so aisha i think we've now come closer to the end of our podcast episode and you know it's been so interesting so fascinating and i'm sure our listeners really enjoyed listening to what you've shared so before we end please can you tell our listeners where they can get in touch with you if they would like to contact you and find out more so to all the eloquent listeners out there <laughs> if you want to get in touch with me you can always dm me in my instagram so at this is aisha that is a i y e s h a and i do my tarot business as well so that's that another handle it that is attraction with ie the triple one so you can get me there and dm me anytime for anything i'll be more than happy to help and connect yeah perfect i really had a great chat with you and so i think it's time to say goodbye so thank you everyone for listening and we hope you have a creative week creative month and a creative year 